0: This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're visiting with musician Doug Reese, who's from Jackson, Missouri, in town for a concert. Doug, welcome to Valley Views. Thank you. Now, under full disclosure... I'm also originally from the Show Me State, uh, having been born in Springfield. So folks out there in
1: Radio Land should know that. What part of the state is uh, Jackson? We're from the southeastern part of Missouri. If you look at Missouri, it has a boot hill on the southeastern corner. We're right at the top of the boot hill, Gary. So that's uh, Cape Girardeau area. Cape Girardeau area, yes.
0: That's a, that's a beautiful spot. Missouri's a pretty state. For those out there in Radioland who haven't heard your music, how would you describe your sound and your music?
1: Hmm. Very, very very good question. As a, as a writer, I think that people always try to put some type of a tag on you as what type of genre. I had a fan tell me not long ago. He said, Doug, he said, um, I, I don't think I could put a genre on your music. <laughs> so I think nowadays they call it Americana, which mm-hmm. is basically a conglomeration of of everything we've we listen to
0: that's a broad musical umbrella that fits a lot of people i know who are your earliest musical influences
1: oh obviously i even go back to elvis but uh, once i heard willie nelson i would have to say he is my ultimate most wow
0: okay and did you grow up in missouri yes i did Mm -hmm. now you spent some time in nashville as a a performer and writer correct How, how did
1: how did that work right out of high school 1977 I think it was I had a, I had a deal in Nashville playing guitar behind a singer and that lasted about a year or so I lived down there then I met my wife and things changed <laughs> so then uh, uh, some 25 years later after the children were raised I decided to put down my tie and uh, move back to Nashville and learn the songwriting business. Mm-hmm. So I lived down there from 2000 to 2003. and I, fre- I go back frequently. It's only three and a half hours from where I'm at. What are the best things about writing in Nashville? You know, Gary, I think for me, it's just by being around people who write for a living, mm-hmm. and getting to hear that on a daily basis. So I found I found my comfort of just being who I, who I was, and what I did, and try to do it the best I can.
0: When you were in Nashville, did you find yourself writing on your own, or did you do co-writing? I understand that happens a lot there.
1: You know, um, I, I was lucky I, when I moved to town. I went to, to ASCAP, and I was I was issued what would this call him a mentor. And he listened to my songs and and developed me. Then he hooked me up with a couple of co-writers that had had hits. But uh, basically on my own. Mm -hmm. Basically wrote on my own.
0: So what's the toughest thing about writing in Nashville?
1: In my opinion is establishing what it is that you want to do. If you're, if you're coming to town to write hits for current country and western music, that's a different type of writing. Mm-hmm. I encourage anyone to write the best song that they can personally. And if it does seem to appeal to the market, somebody will make it country music.
0: <laughs> now, you're on a short tour now. Uh, where is it taking you, and uh, do you book the gigs yourself?
1: I sh- yes, I do. I book them myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, now you're over in Cimarron in a in a, a day or two, as I recall. Correct, correct. Yeah. Okay, and I noticed uh, looking at your calendar that uh, in mid March you're at the uh, the famous Blue Bluebird Cafe in uh, Nashville, and then you're back in in another of my hometowns in St. Louis. At a place called Avenge Lines.
1: Yes, yes. Well, thank you. I'm pretty excited about the Bluebird. The whole, when I lived down there, the only th- time I got to go to the Bluebird was on a Sunday night whenever uh, 75 more people were there for open mic. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, I got the Bluebird thing through a friend of mine from Davenport, Iowa.
0: Uh, you know, connections are pretty important yeah, in this in this business, for, for sure. Now, a tour can be a challenge as off days can rack up costs. What are your strategies for uh, these short tours?
1: I guess I'm a little bit different in this particular case. Is, uh, since you can't see me through the radio waves, I'm 60 years old and on the backside of raising the kids. So here's what I do, Gary. Whenever I'm off for a couple of days, I will get my hiking shoes and head up into those mountains. And hide away. Mm -hmm. That's I enjoy that.
0: Well, I hope you've put aside a couple days to do some hiking in in these mountains because they're uh, some of the best.
1: I I think that's going to work out pretty well.
0: All right, that's good. Now you've probably rubbed shoulders with some uh, famous folks there in Nashville. Do any of them stand out in terms of uh, someone who's offered you particular help or uh, said a kind word at a critical junction, anything like that?
1: Wow. These are great questions. It makes me think a little bit. Uh, let me say this. Steve Cropper. Steve Cropper, who... Uh,
0: he was in the Blues who, Brothers
1: you know, movie with the... Blues Brothers uh, <laughs> co-wrote um, Dock of the Bay Dock with the Otis Redding. He's yeah, got yeah. a quite a career. I've been to his house a couple of times, and he is one of the finest people I've ever met in my entire life. hmm uh, as far as encouraging, he he listened to my material. He didn't really have a lot to say about it. There was another songwriter in, in Nashville that I really, really admired, and I'm trying to think of his name right now, but he was the one that turned me around, because as you go, you might go to the Broken Spoke, and you listen to these writers on, an, on, an, on a nightly basis, you will find people who are really good at their craft. And this, this fellow was, and he paid close attention to one of my songs, and he would always encourage me to sing that song, which is, no matter what we do, we always need encouragement. And he helped me a whole lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there any particular guitar players that helped inspire your style?
1: I think as an electric guitar player, which I haven't done very much, I would have to say that Mark Knopfler would have to be one of the, one of the top. Mark my-
0: Knopfler finds his way onto our radio shows all the time. There's a lot of DJs that are big fans of his music, and especially his unique guitar style yes he's amazing uh the best concert you've ever seen
1: it was california early 90s i was working for a a company who makes microphone cables and i got to see bonnie Raitt in a very small little hotel room with Mm. the the band she was getting ready to go out on tour and i have to admit she made me cry (laughs) the lady's
0: wonderful (laughs) she's got got away with a song Uh, what are a couple of your favorite all-time cds
1: I would take Mark Knopfler and Chet Atkins.
0: Neck and Neck. Yes. I've I've played that.
1: I would have to say um that one for sure and uh one of the first Creedence Clearwater revival. And I can't remember which one it was, to be perfectly honest. But mm-hmm. uh that's probably one two of my favorites. And uh let me let me say uh Curtis Mayfield's Superfly would have to be along oh, that's, with me too.
0: That's an uh, that's an unusual album for it's, uh for uh, uh, songwriters, uh, sometimes it's so.
1: my charge-up album. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about your songwriting process. Are you systematic? Do you wait for inspiration? Do you start with the, the chords or or an idea or words? How does it work for you?
1: I'm going to try not to get too wordy for you here right right now, but I'm thinking there may be somebody listening out there that this may help. When I first started really seriously writing, obviously, I moved to Nashville, and I heard everybody else write, and I would write every day, and I think that was some of the best times as a writer. I would write with my right hand, which I'm left-handed. I would write with my right hand sometimes just to get my mind jogged. I would write about anything that I I would see. I did that for several years, and I would take a title, and I I would make sure I finished the song by the end of the day. As times progressed, I found myself writing more sporadically whenever things really, really at times, might have even been bothering me or might have been something that I was very excited about. But this process might have taken two years to complete because mm-hmm. I really wanted to say what I really meant in that song. Now it's, now it's definitely that way. I will, I will find something that seems like it's something that I want to write about. I want to put my stamp on it. Mm-hmm. I would like for people to know me about that song.
0: And are the themes of your song all over the map, or do they tend to be tunneled somehow?
1: I I think I've heard other people tell me that my songs describe, describe my life and where I live, describes people around me and characters that I've seen and met over the years. Mm-hmm. I think so.
0: Those kind of story songs always story are songs. Uh, really nice. I'm, I'm a big fan of Tom T. Hall. Oh. He, he was a great story song type of person.
1: Yes, yes he was.
0: I want to leave room for you to play a couple songs. So let me just mention that you're going to be uh, in Cimarron here in a, in a couple of days at the Arrowhead Mountain Lodge, March 15th at the Bluebird Cafe in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, if anybody's down there. That's a great venue to see music. And mid-April on the 18th, Lines in St. Louis. And there's some other dates in there too uh, around your uh, hometown of Jackson. So, uh, So uh, thanks for for stopping by. I know you're in town for a concert and you've got things to set up. But can we get you to do a couple songs?
1: I would love to, Gary. Thank you for asking me.
0: All right. So uh, what song do you want to start with?
1: I think I'm going to start with this song called uh, Taking Care of Me, I do believe. And this song uh, came about, Gary asked me, earlier about how these songs start well this one started with chords sitting on the couch and um, my hat was laying there my boots were in the way and here came the song and it's kind of dedicated to my wife which a lot of them are without her i don't think i'd be doing this my hat on the sofa pushed beside the chair I woke up the next morning they were gone I found them in the closet right where they ought to be yes, she's always taking care of me yes, she's taking care of me yes, I've always been a dreamer Looking for a song and sometimes I know I'm hard to understand. I have sword and I have fallen, been everywhere between. She's always taking care of me. Yes, yeah, she's taking care of me. See, she's a damn good cowboy. I've been hard to find. We ain't never had no normal kind of life. She keeps all the pieces right where they ought to be. Yes, she's always taking care of me. Yes, she's taking care of me. Yes, sir. Yeah, she's a damn good cowboy I've been hard to ride We ain't never had no normal kind of life She keeps all the pieces where they ought to be yes, yeah, she's always taking care of me Yeah, she's taking care of me My baby's taking care of me Yes, yeah, she's taking care of me get out here, Dougie. Okay.
0: Ooh. All right, taking care of me. Mighty fine, mighty fine. How about uh, playing us one more? Let's see if we've got time.
1: I'll twist my arm. All right. I'll twist my arm a little bit. Folks say I sound a little bit like Willie. You know, I take that as a compliment. (laughs) Sitting around the house one day, and I I wrote this tune, and then a good friend of mine who had been out to California going studying guitar, (laughs) he said, boy, Doug, these chords would sound awfully good in this song. So uh, anyway, I said that's a good idea, and I made him a co-writer on a song. But long story short, it took me three months to learn my song again after he showed <laughs> me all those chords. It's called Painted Roses. It's got more of a backstory, which I hope I can tell you maybe on the next way through. But it goes like this. Why do I see, painted roses, when I look into your pretty face? It seems, my dear, that you, you never change, you look the same after all of these years. Why do I see painted roses? Because like you, they never ever change. Always and forever, like a memory in a frame. Painted roses, they remind me of you. When the sun comes through the window in the morning Sometimes I just lie awake and watch you sleep Then I, I realize how lucky that I am to have someone like you You know you're the best thing that's ever happened to me Why do I see painted roses? Because we are painted roses, too. We'll live forever together on some wall along with memories that were made by me and you. Yes, we will Live forever together on some wall, along with memories that were made by me and you.
0: Mighty pretty, mighty pretty. I could hear that on Willie Nelson's Stardust album. It would fit right in.
1: I I could probably arrange that (laughs) for him.
0: (laughs) Doug, thanks for uh, stopping by today.
1: Hey, Gary, thank you for having me. Thank you, Colorado. You have a beautiful place out here. Beautiful.
0: We've been visiting with uh, musician Doug Reese, who's in town uh, for a concert touring from Jackson, Missouri. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground